Well, welcome uh, to Podcast Tips with Rob Greenlee. We're back live uh, during a holiday week. And uh, my name is Rob Greenlee. And thank you so much for taking uh, taking a break from your holiday week to to join us live. Uh, I've got a got a terrific episode. This is episode nine of this series. So please stay with us and stay connected in the in the chat and the comments. And please give us feedback um, during the show. We'd love to have your questions and comments in here as well. So. Uh, uh, we have Chris Perillo, another leg uh, legend in the online video and podcasting, live streaming, and event organizing spaces. He's been around a long time, and and you may have heard of him, but uh, but if you haven't, you're going to hear all about him tonight. So so uh, he's been working in the uh, the online media and even early on broadcast cable um, sides of things for for many years in his past, but he's also a regular on Twitch, uh, as well as the YouTube channels as well. He's a, a, a streamer that's been doing content for a long time, even the whole kind of live vlogging stuff as well. And so, like, like I said, we're going to take your questions and, um, and we're, we're going to talk a lot about how to approach being a video and podcast creator in 2024 as we kind of see the audio and video world kind of converging here. Um, and then, um, you know, I've always felt that Chris brings a high level of, of kind of connection and communication with his, uh, his viewers. He's very entertaining um, and has always pushed the envelope on, on tech. So it'll be really interesting to get his perspective as we kind of move into this next year. And also uh, He's got a live streaming channel on Twitch as well um, called Maker Deck. And I'm going to show you what that looks like here in a second. But I'm going to pull Chris up on the screen here and and say, Chris, thank you so much for joining me on the live show on a holiday week. So easy. I mean, these days with everybody being remote, like this is this is my studio, although it's not really it's a studio, but it's also not a studio. It's like where I, here, let me duck, let me move out of the way. There you go. So you can see more collectibles and I got a 3D printer going on over here. Like it's very, it's as, it's as dynamic as this camera is fluid. So I got a lot of stuff going on here. Yeah. But and I not, also didn't, didn't mention that you're also a huge Star Wars fan. So I, I'm sure a lot of that stuff behind you in the scene is all kind of Star Wars memorabilia. I'm sure. Pretty much is. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm constantly 3D printing stuff. In fact, I just did uh, Ewok figures. That's what you see up there. I, I have to take a picture. Sorry, the light there is not as perfect as it could be. Little Ewok figure, I don't, and they articulate. I don't know. It's everyone needs a hobby. Oh yeah. So yeah, I think we all have hobbies, especially if you're into tech and geek and creating content uh, like you have 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 done for so many years. And I just want to mention too, we have a growing community of people following this show every week and I, I appreciate all of you um, being here and being a part of this show and and coming in and spending time with me and some very very uh, terrific creators that have been around this medium for a long time and that, that can share some insights into you know how they got to where they are and what their journey has been and it may be of help to you but I did want to play one 
video here that gives you a little bit of an example of the contribution that Chris brings to the tech conversation out there. It's always fun and it's always informative. So let's uh, go, go ahead and play a, um, a little um, YouTube I was video. curious, like, I wonder which one you were going to, I mean, there's so many videos. That oh, I know. There, there's certainly a lot of them here, but I was going to play a recent uh, review that you did of the iPhone 15 Pro. So, so let's go ahead and play that now. Hello, Galaxy. I'm Chris Perillo, and I have been playing with and working with and fiddling with and tweaking with, not twerking with, the iPhone 15 Pro Max. Now that I've put that thought in your head, I can say that it is definitely an iPhone. It doesn't feel as an overarching experience that much different from the previous generation iPhone, the iPhone 14 Pro Max. This is the iPhone 15 Pro Max. I know that even in using it this brief time, the action button has come in very handy. I have it mapped to, as I had suggested in previous videos, if you watched the fun boxing and the, the preview of what this might be and how it might work. I map the action button specifically to the camera and just simply by pressing and holding, it launches right into the app. That's it's always weird to watch. I might've wanted, I would have hear <laughs> yourself in video while you're doing video. Yeah, it is. I don't know how to react. Like, uh huh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. Yep. Good, good point. It's there, very, Chris. very meta, right? Yeah, it's very, very <laughs> extremely meta. Especially if well, and that's what this show is kind of all about. It's all about trying to help people understand and be able to create great content. Well, you know, and you know that's, in, that's what we've people, done for years. To dovetail that, you know, people creating content, et cetera, the camera I'm using is actually the, the same iPhone that I was holding on to. So I'm using Mac OS but I've got the iPhone connected to it and you can use a feature. It's baked into Mac OS and the iPhone uh, called continuity camera. And that allows you to effectively use your smartphone camera, specifically the iPhone camera yeah. as a webcam. Now that's for people who have Mac OS. So the continuity camera allows, what is it? Center stage. That's where if I'm ducking and bobbing and weaving, that's where you're getting the whole zoom. Yeah, I'm sure you're doing that all the time, Chris. I, I, yeah. I, I, really? Even when no one's watching. Um, <laughs> but the, yeah, that's, that's the camera I'm using. It's an iPhone. It's the best webcam that you could possibly have is the smartphone in your pocket. Now, if you don't have Mac OS or an iPhone, you could also use an, uh, an option that's available uh, called uh, Camo, uh, Reincubate Camo is the full title of the product, but it's Mac OS, Windows, Android, iOS. And it again, allows you to mount any smartphone that you have connected either wirelessly in that case or wired uh, to your, your computer and to use your smartphone as a webcam, it's, you know, people try, you know, the, the traditional webcams all the time, including the one that's, you know, baked into their, their laptop, most likely, but they're all, mm, okay, I'm not going to say all, I'm not going to cast aspersions that widely. Um, I would say most, as in 98% of the webcams out there are total trash, but the cameras or the optics in your smartphones are typically, mm -hmm. you know, like light years beyond. Yeah, but it's really good. To be able to capture that, yeah, you just have to have the right conduit, the right software. So, you know, people say, oh, I'm going to wait for the, to get a DSLR and mount that. I'm like, yeah, you can. And I have used that. But my go-to camera that I keep, my primary use case for an iPhone is specifically this as a webcam. It's like, that's mm -hmm. my choice because it is super quality. Uh, it, it connects by way of, well, if you're using a Mac with continuity camera, that's the software feature. Just plug it in. Like you're either USB-C adapter or lightning adapter, depending on which phone you have. Uh, if you're going the the alternative route with reincubate camo, I you can even mount it wirelessly. 
and connect it wirelessly. They've got a different technology. So anybody, the bottom line is, can use their smartphone camera as better quality optics. And of course, you know, when it comes to um, cameras and uh, everything, everything is I drop everything. Lighting is important. Uh, so I, I flicked on the light and obviously the white balance for me is is off at the moment. So I, I'm, I'm probably more orange than I normally am for this particular camera as opposed to another one. So, <laughs> you know, lighting is also something that you can mess with uh, over time. Uh, so I'll turn that off again so I can be kind of, again, normal. This is, see, this is more, this is closer to normal color yeah. than, than with the lighting on. Yeah. So Chris, how do you prepare for, for shows that you do? What's the, what's the creative process that you go through in your head? Because I mean, a lot of your shows are very, very informative, but they're also very um, kind of fun, you know, and, and have a lot of kind of spirits and energy and things like that, 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 that a lot of people need, you know, I need a lot more of it myself, so it could rub off on me too. So. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, as much as I do plan, I always prefer in, in personal situations to go with lighter planning yeah. uh, and just kind of let, uh, uh, let the water flow. That's yeah. always my preference, if only because it provides a far more um, organic uh, type of video or stream or, or media yeah. content. Um, you know, certainly having an idea about what it is that you want to accomplish is good, knowing what you're getting into. So, for example, um, if I were to do, uh, you know, a long form recording, I'd be like, OK, well, these are the topics I want to cover. And this is what I'm going to do with that media after it's done. Am I going to create shorts? Am I going to create appreciated um, you know, long form videos? Like is it going to be a podcast? What is it going to be? And in many ways, uh, that you know, dictates. Over time, maybe Apple that, me? That, that very well could be. Yeah, it is. I've got to turn it off. Oh, sorry. I'm just making sure I'm not. I'm like, is that? Am I playing? <laughs> so there's a little echo there, right? Yeah. Uh, it's happened before. It could happen again. Yeah. Uh, and for whatever it's worth, this is the rear facing camera, but it'll also work with the front facing. But the rear facing is always a higher quality. So just so you know. Um, yeah, so I, it just depends on the mission or the, the, the overarching goal. And then I kind of work backwards from there in, in terms of a planning process, get, just get an idea of what it is that I want to do. And I'm comfortable enough in front of the camera that you could have, you could have asked me five minutes ago, Hey, Chris, you know, can you jump on in five minutes and we can talk about this. And I give you the same amount of knowledge or information as I might have, you know, having planned it ahead of time. Certainly it's, it's a good right. idea of knowing where you're going, but I tend not to get so tripped up in, uh, Oh, are you, Oh, you're watching ads. Oh, bless your heart. Thank you so much. Well, um, I was, um, sense right now. Yeah. So I was wanting to show your, your maker deck, maker deck. Um, yes. Stream. So well, what you, you're doing there, you, you right. don't have to play the ads right now. I mean, that's, I mean, yes, I, know, I don't know. Yeah. Am I violating a terms of service? I don't know. I don't uh, know either here. Yeah. So here I'll, um, I'll pull it down until they're done and then I'll pull it back up again. Yeah, it is a very unique aspect or um, use case for, for uh, StreamYard, which is how we, we became partnered with StreamYard, actually. What we were doing there yeah. and what we do on my personal channel now on Twitch, uh, it would not be possible without StreamYard. StreamYard is just, they from day one, like I, I was only able to ideate what maker deck is and you'll you'll see it when the ads are done that's how it generates revenue right you know right ads, you've got to play because it's a 24 7 twitch channel so people dip in and out uh all the time uh, different makers from all around the world typically 3d printers uh people just printing and and being yeah. active in that maker community and the only way that this was possible is um I had thought about what I was doing on my streams and I'd show like the thing that I was printing on on one printer and I'm like well you know 
there's so many people doing so many different things. How do you capture them all? Because everyone wants to have their own channel, which is great. Mm-hmm. Like they, they, they stream 3d prints and nobody's watching. Right. And it's like, well, what if, what if I basically put them all together and like, how would I do that? Well, okay. StreamYard. people are using StreamYard, and I mm-hmm. knew about it. And I may have used it once or twice, started experimenting lightly with it. And then I realized, Oh, what I could do is effectively set the stage as a process to onboard people and basically have them join ad hoc and manage it through a group of volunteers. Um, because it's, you know, it takes you volunteer streaming into the st- service. You take, you volunteer helping manage it. You, you, you basically are a part of something larger than yourself. And so that was the stage that was, uh, that was set there. And so we only have right now four people, looks like four people currently printing, um, but I could easily change that too. Uh, I can add, I can go back, I can go into my, uh, other stream yard, uh, on another system and add mm-hmm. my print. Cause I'm doing a couple of, uh, articulated, uh, salamanders. Um, but yeah, <laughs> anybody can join ad hoc. And again, this is our use case or one of our use cases specifically for, Oh, I guess maybe I'm already part of it. Okay. Just making sure I'm, I'm in the lower here. Like, if I point and get, you got to give it a minute. So or you're so. actually streaming to your own channel right now off you know, yeah. while we're watching this. Okay. But I'm right. muted, right? I'm, I'm typically right. muted um, in this, in this scenario. So, but yeah, you can see up to 10 people at any given time and that ebbs and flows throughout the day uh, or night. Right. And the idea is that there's always, you know, there's always something going on. There's always somebody, you know, there, there's always some kind of activity which, you know, a lot is kind of, there's my finger. So that's the delay on that front. Like it's, it's, it's real time. <laughs> right. uh, but because of, of I, I think the term, I don't know if it's muxing or basically where, you know, the audio gets out of sync with video over time. That is one challenge that we have not been able to crack the nut on because like we'll broadcast for 20 days straight, which is fine if you're not broadcasting audio with video, but the more you want to do audio or have something closer to real time, then you have to reset get a new stream yard account or not account a uh, stream yard URL, share it to mm-hmm. all the people who might be streaming and, 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 and for, so we figured out even though, you know, it wasn't like a, 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 a solution that checked every box. Mm-hmm. Stream yard was a solution that allowed us to have boxes in the first place. Yeah. Like it would not, we would not be able to do maker deck for it's been going on almost two years ish. Uh, if it was not for uh, uh, technology like StreamYard and specifically the way that StreamYard implemented it. Mm-hmm. So it was very, it, it made it, it, StreamYard made that possible. I would have had the idea. I'm like, oh man, it'd be cool if you could do this and this. And I'm like, yeah, but what are you going to do? How are you going to do it? How's it going to work? You know, how many, how, how are people going to join? How does this get managed? How does this get, and StreamYard in doing the research was the, the most streamlined uh, experience and certainly the features that they've added over time is, have just made the, the experience easier and easier and easier, uh, specifically for uh, for these types of multi-streams, which, again, are a little beyond, like, if you look at StreamYard, it's kind of like we're, we're using it now in this use case, like a webinar kind of uh, experience or, you know, a broadcast, very simple. You know, mm-hmm. do it for an hour and you're done. Radically different from what, uh, what we're doing with MakerDeck or what I might be doing in a mm-hmm. grid, uh, you know, kind of capacity that's just always going. And it would not happen if, it, to, to a larger sense, people had suggested, why don't you run a local version of OBS? I'm like, but you can't, how are you going to get other people to join? Oh, you yeah, know, exactly. That's, you know, or, that's what you, you know, want. There, there right. were short, I mean, like, or you're contingent on a local system. Generally speaking, StreamYard has been up. It's been, you know, solid. It's rock solid. It's someone else's connection mm-hmm. and anybody can get to it. You know, anybody can manage that account. 
So, you know, uh, like I said, it was not exactly as cookie cutter as it could have been, but it gave me enough of a, an ability to do with it what was done. So. Yeah. So why don't you tell us a little, little bit about, I mean, what's the spectrum of um, things that people are printing now on your channel? I mean, I, I mean, how is that technology evolving? It, by the, honestly, by the year, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say, you know, it's at breakneck, um, mm-hmm. breakneck speed. Uh, but it seems like every year or so a new uh, uh, entrance in the field um, be uh, becomes uh, um becomes available. So like, for example, the, uh, uh, the, what I'm, what I'm printing on right now. And again, I don't want to go down the rabbit hole on this because sure. you know, we'll spend the whole time talking about this instead of, you know, yeah. what may be more relevant to the people tuned in. Uh, yeah. Viper. It is that it is Perillo. I know, I know Viper. Everyone knows Viper. Um, <laughs> so the, uh, uh, the, the printer I'm using now is relatively brand new. Wasn't available when I got started, but, as soon as it became available, I realized that the one I was using, which was great, could have, you know, been better for me. This device, while it's not perfect, I mm-hmm. have definitely run into problems with it, has been a better overarching experience. But it took, you know, a couple of years for that cycle to happen with upgrades and with entrance in the field and changes with software and, and in conjunction with hardware mm-hmm. uh, to be able to get things more affordable, uh, yeah. easier to use faster. And so the 3d printing space, or at least that part of the makerspace, I feel at two years is re- advancing relatively fast and competition, you know, you know, only makes that easier, like, it, you know, steps uh, causes everybody to yeah. step up their game. Yeah. I think what's interesting though, is that you're, you're basically enabling a community to contribute yep. content to a common live stream. And I think yep. that's, that's, what's kind of new and unique about what you're doing, Chris, is that it's, it's kind of including a, a larger passion group in, in contributing to a shared channel that can show how this technology, it's, it's a great example. So I, I think you've been doing this for what, over a year now, right? Uh, a couple of years. Yeah. A couple of years. Okay. Yeah. Or, yeah or I close, think, or, wait, or has it been? Well, I was on this channel with you doing, doing an interview. I was yeah, back we did an when interview. you were doing some interviews in between right. this process yeah and what what the hope was in in experimenting with more live content with like rather than just people printing actually having conversations which worked to a certain degree and probably can and should again it's just doing that as you very well know sometimes coordinating more than two individuals can be very challenging challenging, and you know when we've got something like a 24 7 uh stream you know, that's, you know, constantly ongoing, that's where it's critical to have people who, you know, who may be spending time in front of their computer or in front of their printer to be able to help facilitate, you know, behind the scenes and, and cycle in and out. Right now, mm-hmm. Kieran Clark on the other side of the world is, is doing it. I don't know what we do without Kieran. Um, it, because you've got, pe- you know, you've got people on one side willing to participate mm-hmm. in chat or, you know, throwing their camera or, or their make up on to the grid on that's on one side but it still needs to be managed. So like both sides, there's nobody who, who plays, you know, everyone has a critical role. Like a, every person in that chain is important um, mm-hmm. for, you know, and not to say it's a kind of a flat organization, but trying to make it such that um, you know, it's, it's a constant, it's, it's constantly yeah. being iterated, right? There are many changes that I would love to see take place uh, in, in figuring out the process around them 
hasn't exactly been as straightforward mm-hmm. as it could have been. Uh, but that is still, again, part of the process of like, well, we're doing something different. We're doing something new. It's still going. There are people who mm-hmm. love sharing from this aspect. There are people who are more than willing to help facilitate on the other side um, yeah. and to try to do better for both sides, right? And the the onus has been on a handful of us just to make sure that it's able to do what it does. And yeah. we have a chance to kind of grow it beyond what it is now. And that's... yeah. Yeah, that's that's everybody. The the onus is on everybody who might be producing yeah. video or media to go. Okay, this is what this is what work what's working well now. What's going to work, you know, a year from now? What's going to work two years, five years, etc. To be able to kind right, of things changing and, and yeah. the opportunities change too, and the technology evolves too yeah. that enables you to do different things than you have done maybe in the past. Big time. And that's also something that's common about your your background is that you've always really kind of pushed the envelope on on technology and what it could be used for. And I shoved and so, it. I don't just push it. I shove it. I know you shove it. <laughs> and sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. And that's kind of how how this whole kind of creative media landscape has evolved over, over the years. And and I know that you you know you were on my radio show that I did many many years ago, and. Uh, you were writing books on online media. You were doing a lot of stuff on tech TV, which probably a lot of people listening to this aren't, aren't even familiar with because that was a Long cable TV channel many, many years ago, right? I could go back and play a bunch of old old videos of that, but I figured probably stay more current with today. But but uh, but yeah, and I know that you're a huge um, uh, Star Wars fan too, and and you've also done a lot of, and I I kind of dug deep into what you were doing around your um, live blogging or vlogging that you did for, mm-hmm. for many, many years. And I know you kind of backed off from that a little bit, but do you think that maybe you were just a little too early on the, the, the life blogging or the, the posting of content on, online? I know you pulled back a little bit yeah. because it, it was difficult to monetize, right? It, it wasn't. As difficult, I mean, they're different. It, it was beset with multiple challenges, not the least of which is participation. Um, I had to do a lot of work. I had to do a lot of the heavy lifting, which was unfortunate. Um, and it just, yeah. it, you, there's only so much one person can do, uh, right. an individual, right? If you don't have the support that's required to make something work. So, um, yeah, I, 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 the story of my life is sometimes being too early or, or trying something that's just too different. Um, that makes sense. And, you know, is worth trying and trust me, I'm my entire life risk after risk, after risk, after risk. And and some of it's paid off and many of, many of the risks I've taken have not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mitigate, that's all you can do is try to mitigate the risks. And even then I get stupid. Yeah. And it's hard to really always follow the, the trends and actually be successful at where, where the trends are, because yeah. oftentimes if you're following the trends, you're, you're oftentimes a little early. Right. Um, I mean, I, I would say about that in regards to my podcasting experience too. It's like, you know, I, I was embracing podcasting when nobody really cared about it. And I struggled with that aspect of it for, for a long time. And, and now it's like mainstream. Um, but yet again, in some ways, you know, the podcasting, industry is kind of like falling on tough times. But um, that's, that's cyclical. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, the, con- I mean, not saying content is content is content, but let me, let me frame that a different way because we yeah. can abstract the idea of podcasting in the industry. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always had ups and downs, you know, benefits. And oh, it has. Right. Um, 
and and I, I was with you, right? I remember the before I remember podcasting before it was integrated in iTunes natively. So mm-hmm. like, you know, way <laughs> old, really old school. Um, right. so when, um, I'm prone to say what used to be difficult is now easy. And what used to be easy is now difficult. And okay. I would say that content is, is squarely with that. So we're doing a broadcast right now, but there are, you know, how many thousands, if not millions of other people doing a live broadcast at this very moment on any one given platform yeah. or another scarcity is no longer a viable model. And right. so you have to recognize sure. What are you going to do to stand out? What is what you're doing that much different and, and going to bring people back and what's going to keep people interested and hooked? And that's not, that's not an easy question to answer, right? And so you have to decide, well, how, how are you going to do it? And I run into the same problems, continue to, with YouTube. As much as I do mm-hmm. YouTube or video on YouTube, I still don't know um, what's going to work today. And I haven't come upon, uh, come upon a formula in years to, that, that is going to, you know, work live. I'm comfortable with, like, I'm very happy with what we're doing with, uh, maker deck certainly. Mm-hmm. And it's different and it's unique. And, and it certainly has, you know, you know, it's, it's share of fans. Um, but we could be even that, even with that, we could be doing more or to be able to take that aspect and be able to, you know, try other, communities or going after other types of communities. But again, that takes coordination and time and, um, you know, a a plan that would scale. And so Mm -hmm. that's where you have to, you know, recognize, okay, you can't, you know, doing it the way other people do it isn't going to work. What are you going to be able to do differently that is going to work? Not just, you know, conceptually, uh, but actually in execution. Uh, Because it's not the idea, it is the execution. And when it comes to content, just doing content anymore, it's, it doesn't sure it works, but well, it's, it's catharsis. If any, it's just, so I fart around like on TikTok with shorts and, and Instagram with reels and, you know, cross post them to, you know, you know, everywhere else. But like, you know, I might get a new star Wars item. I'm like, Oh, let me talk about it for, it's worth 15 seconds. That's it. I'm not going to do much more than that. 15 seconds is all I'm going to put into it because there's billions of what I'm sure. I, I'm sure someone's got the data billions of viable, um, you know, amazing uh, pieces of content being published online every minute of every day, like if not every second. So like, w- even if you've got the, the perfect hook, sometimes the perfect storm is, uh, it's mm-hmm. elusive. And I think that's going to be uh, more and more prevalent as uh, more content and people, you know, uh, do what they're going to do with content come online. Uh, I don't think it's going to go away I think the business opportunities within shift that's, and that's where I've been kind of at the crossroads. I'm like, well, you know, I'm better off enabling others or I'm better off figuring out um, how to take what it is that I've learned and translate it for other people to be successful, which, you know, they've got different assets, different liabilities that I might've had different, uh, uh, different opportunities. So, yeah. So I saw that you've, um, You've had a channel for for a long time on on YouTube, and you've got got a, a large number of subscribers to that channel. Yeah, but um, subscriber count doesn't mean anything on YouTube. I know exactly, and that, that's kind of where I was going to go with this is is that you know I've I've had a channel on YouTube for a long time too, and I don't have a huge subscriber number, um, but I do wonder. I mean, I've got a bunch of old content up on my site, and I know you do as well. Okay. Um, and I know that at one point I heard you say that you were thinking about starting a whole new channel 
uh, that would be more focused, right? Um, what do you think that appropriate strategy is now? Uh, you finding is the right team. Going niche? Is it yeah. going really niche? Yeah. Is that yeah, okay. it's niche, but also the right team. Because again, you can have the right idea, okay. but without the right execution, you're never going to go anywhere. So, uh, I guess all you have to look at is Mr. Beast, right, to talk about a team, right? <laughs> yeah, he's he's in a, a completely different class at this point. Completely <laughs> yes. different. Yeah, completely. But it's also, you know, he, he is an example. I think it's really interesting as we think about all, all of our efforts on, on on YouTube to get scale. I mean, he was doing things that was impacting people's lives in a in a significant way, and displaying them on his channel uh, by giving money away. Right? right. <laughs> there's there's nothing more powerful than that, right? Um, but also, you know, very much kind of interesting kind of situations he would he was producing content in, but but all of us don't always have that, that ability to have those kind of resources and to have the time to develop that. And so each one of us, you know, how do we need to think about the content that we're making? Um, sh should it follow our passions or should we just try and find a niche and, and earn that, that you know, reputation? I'm sure. I'm sure that there's a right answer for this. I don't I know. know if following your passions enough anymore. All right. I, and I, I realize that's, in, you know, flies in the face of, of convention or conventional wisdom. Um, oh, follow your passion. And like, yeah, I don't know. I've followed plenty of passions before, but it's, it's more of a, a Venn diagram. Follow your passion, but it's got to cross over with what people want and what you're able to, what, what people want, what you're good at and where you can make money. That that's, yeah. that's where it matters. Like just following your passion is, it's great. Follow you're interested, but unless other people are interested, good luck. And, and maybe your niche is too niche, right? Or maybe it's already yeah. so well covered. What are you going to bring to the table? That's different. Right. If you can. And, and, and even if you think you have the right um, solution, even if you think that you have the right answer, it doesn't mean that it's actually going to land. Yeah. Well, I guess nothing is guaranteed now. Right. So, all you, all you can do is just throw a bunch of stuff at, at the wall and, and, you know, do the best you can and, and try and stand out yeah. um, and, and, and try and grow. I know, I mean, on my channel, I, I had a bunch of old videos up there that got hundreds of thousands of views. Um, and, but those don't necessarily translate into current videos. Right. Yep. So, yep. so it's, it's one, one of those things that you kind of, you're always kind of starting over, but and then nowadays you, you kind of, if you look at podcasting, it's actually being increasingly linked up with YouTube. So podcasters are increasingly thinking about YouTube as a, as a companion kind of strategy to what they're doing. And that's kind of what the purpose of this show is, is to help people try and bridge that divide that currently or has historically been there between doing YouTube videos and doing like an audio podcast um, and trying to, you know, synergize those together. Right. I don't, what's your kind of view on that kind of movement that's happening? I mean, inevitably that's what happens with platforms. They evolve. So, it, yeah. you know, it's, it's nothing surprising. Uh, that's for sure. Um, I'm not saying it was inevitable, but you know, I, YouTube's interesting because I don't know if YouTube knows what it wants to be. And I know people would argue other than that, but like, does it want to be shorts? Does it want to be live? Does it want to be, podcasts? it wants to be everything, doesn't it? But the problem is, is that if, unless you know 
how to optimize your channel for any one of those things, it's a nightmare. And I know some people, oh, no, it's easy. And like, yeah, no, it isn't. Like if it was easy, like, you know, you'd find a lot more um, success stories. And I'm not saying those don't exist. And I'm not saying you don't have to put, you know, the work into it to be able to rise above the fray, which again, mm -hmm. remember what used to be difficult is now easy. Easy is now difficult. It's, you know, there's a lot of noise out there. There's a lot of chaff. Um, and, and the scarcity, uh, the idea of scarcity is, is quaint. You know, it's that, that we passed that over a decade ago easily. Um, so continuing to predicate your, your approach on a model that is just not necessarily going to work. And again, maybe you're so niche that it doesn't matter. You do have scarcity, but for most people that might be creating content, that scarcity isn't a, isn't a thing. So on, on the optimization front, back on that, like you go to Twitch Twitch knows what it wants. Twitch knows what it is. Live streaming. That's what you get. Live stream. Oh, and here's the clips and things, but it's all about the live stream. That's it. Your, your well, channel is optimized for live streaming, period, end of story. YouTube, well, it's also optimized for, for tech and gaming no, and things like that. No? No. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say that gamers don't go and tech doesn't go. What I'm talking about is just the concept that Twitch is there for live streaming as the mm. value. Like everything, the, the genre, the type of people use it, can be used seven ways from Sunday. The prospect, the very, the very value add that's at the the core uh, prospect of Twitch is uh, is live streaming. YouTube right. isn't. It's it's got a live streaming feature. It's right. got shorts. It's got you know podcasts. It's got this. It's got that. But it's got so much, and without you know uh, a clear way to be able to get to the things that you want. Um, yeah. And even if you, for, for years, people have complained, I subscribe to your channel and I don't see notifications. Like, yeah, this is why, to go back to the subscribers don't matter. Like, because YouTube, it, it, use, it uses notifications differently, right? And yeah. it, it, it pings your, your subscribe. So you fought tooth and nail to get a subscriber count, legitimately, assumedly, um, in, in some way, shape or form, only to find out that the people who subscribe to you that you finally connected with aren't going to see your stuff. Even if, they want to see your stuff, even if they love your stuff, because the YouTube feed is different. It, it's going to optimize for time in app or time on, you know, watching video. Beyond that, like they 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 care about creators, but not not in the way that it, I'm not saying it's disingenuous, but it teeters on disingenuous for me. Like they mm -hmm. care about creators, but they also don't. Uh, they care about time in site or on site time in app. You know, well, watch right they care that about translates that. into right. advertising revenue and, right and totally and i get it i understand that right. as a business prospect but that i feel waters down the value of content or creating or expression mm -hmm. that just hurt a lot of older school creators uh yeah. or you know forces people to up their game which I'm, that's hey you're not going to hear me challenge that but sometimes the baby gets thrown out with the bathwater, and in this case i think that's exactly what happened and so as they add more and more features they are compelling, no doubt about that, but you're fighting, mm -hmm. you, you may be able to use that feature, but you're still fighting the quote unquote algorithm. And, and I, I know there are quote unquote experts who will say, oh, you know, you just got to optimize for this. I'm like, yeah. I know plenty of people who optimize, but they're still not seeing what they should be seeing because scarcity isn't something that you can rely on. It right. just isn't. Like there's an immense amount of content that's produced every second of every day on every damn platform that's out there. So yeah, that's your yeah. competition. 
Well, it depends on what YouTube is uh, recommending, right, and suggesting. I yeah, think people are, are are really, really dependent on that. And if they see some level of traction with the video early on, that that's a clue to promote it more, and and that thus it's uh, it's feeding the the engine of sorts, right? Yep. Um, yep. Yeah. So I wanted to mention too at the end of the show, I'm going to give a I'm going to have a Streamyard merchant. Uh, merchandise giveaway. So I, a hoodie and a, uh, a StreamYard mug I'll give away. So just enter hashtag the yard in the comment field of your preferred viewing platform. And that'll be added to the pool of um, entries. And at the end of the show, I'll just draw a winner. And um, then you would send me an email with your address and we will ship out to you, uh, a couple of merch items for a post Christmas, um, surprise. <laughs> so, so, but, uh, Chris, um, yeah, I know that you have kind of dabbled around with podcasting, um, and you've been living mostly in the world of, of pre-recorded video and streaming stuff. And I know, you know, you came out of television, so you have that kind of video strength, but, do you think that YouTube will be able to capture a significant amount of the podcasting, which has been predominantly over the last few years seen as more of an audio medium? Uh, do you think it'll be able to capture a big chunk of the podcast community over oh, yeah. in its platform? Yep. Okay. It's YouTube. It's a, it's a juggernaut. It was a juggernaut, you know, before it was a juggernaut, right? It's, it's, it, that definitely has staying power for sure. That's yeah. not, I don't even think that's a stretch to say, yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see how all that plays out. You know, you've got, you know, a few players, you know, in centralization, yeah. which is just interesting because the pendulum has gone that way, but are we going to see ourselves going back to decentral? I don't know. I can't prognosticate, but I can say that YouTube doing something does make the option interesting. It's not necessarily a huge win though, in the sense that YouTube was doing live video back in the Ustream days. And I tested it and I used it and I used it in the channel and it worked to a certain degree. But then because of the algorithm, I, I got hit. Like, so I was using a YouTube feature, but because things weren't the way they need allegedly needed to be in, 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 a, in a, a, a greater construct, using the feature that YouTube gave me hurt the channel that I used the feature in. So like, again, I'm not, I'm not bullish on the idea that, that, it's, it's amazing to see, but I do believe that it will, it'll certainly tantalize a, a lot of folks because YouTube is kind of the name of the game as far as video yeah. goes, whether it's live, not as much. And I think they need to do a better job with that. Um, but certainly long form, uh, I, I think there's, there's a good opportunity to capture that market. Well, it also, uh, I, I think live is a unique challenge um, just in, in general mm-hmm. or around the production of, of video. And it's, oh, yeah. Look at a lot of the shows that are wildly successful on on YouTube in general. Um, very few of them are are produced live. I would say most of them are are recorded and heavy post production work um, have gone into them. And so, so doing a live show and having it compete with highly produced programs. I mean, sure, this show is an example of that, right? I can do transitions. I can pull you in close. I can pull back and include us both here. And it does create a little bit of eye candy for the viewer, 
but it's kind of hard to compete against uh, the shows that are very, very highly produced programs. Um, you know, and to some degree, I think YouTube is competing with the perceptions around television increasingly. So do you think, you know, given your background with TV and things like that, do you see that as, as a big issue right now? What, what, what specific issue? Well, is the kind of expectations are escalating towards oh, yeah. more of a TV type of experience on YouTube. And those are the programs that seem to be doing, doing um, quite well. In production. Right? You know, and I think there's something yeah. to be said about that. It takes, it takes the right spit and polish. And sometimes you got to work with what you got. You know, you can't expect caviar and a peanut butter budget. Um, and that's, yeah. you know something that everyone's going to wrestle with, but you know, the, the higher production value you can throw into something, you know, the better off you're going to be. Uh, and that includes the software that you choose to use, like, you know, using StreamYard and the features that, that, that come within it. Um, that def- definitely does help. Uh, there's, uh, you know, I've yeah. not, never been uh, the, the type to feel like the tool is the linchpin. It's the content and then the tool to complement the content. Uh, that's, that's where, that's where it's critical. So they, they kind of, they, they complement each other. Uh, but without that, that core idea, you don't have much it, without mm-hmm. the right platform. You, you don't have much without the right execution. You don't have much. So it's, it's an amalgamation of these independent variables that it, it, it adds up differently for everybody for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I also have up your, your YouTube channel. It's horrible. And- let me pull it up here. I say it's uh, horrible because I, I mean, it's still, it's always in the process of being uh, tweaked because I, I'm trying to find that formula that's going to work. And I don't know if I have that formula yet. So mm-hmm. YouTube wants me to be a billion things. I'm like, okay, I'll try to do. Well, this. yeah, it's, it's same thing that I struggle with too. I, I have like four or five different uh, shows that I do and I publish it to my own personal, you know, YouTube channel. Yep. But I know that s- some people will recommend that you g- you create a separate channel for every show that you do, but but that also means that you're spreading your subscribers out I, I, over. I, I I understand. Trust you know. me, I you're. It's already painful yeah. just hearing this because I I get it yeah. to the nth yeah. degree. I get it, yeah. and that's where you know I I was unfortunate in being one of the first YouTubers and not really having a niche. I was geeky and techie, but like, you know, found that the vlogs ended up, you know, addressing a different part of the market and, you know, they were popular in their own right. Um, yeah. in the same channel. So I, 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 I've made all the mistakes. I continue <laughs> to make all the mistakes. Don't do what, don't do what I did. That's, that's basically, that's the bottom. That's the, uh, that's yeah, the I'm just trying to come up with, well, what is the right model that different for, I everybody. think I'm doing kind of the same thing you are. Uh, and it's because I've had content on YouTube for, for 16 years. Right. You know? Yep. So I get you know, it. That's the truth of it. And so it's, it's just one, one of those things, you know, I hate to move beyond my own personal brand. I kind of want to keep my own personal brand, um, and build it's, around that instead of, you know, fragmenting myself across all these different it's shows. Figure, figuring out what's going to work and trying to, you know, putting the best faith effort into, you know, write tactics into that strategy. And I, that's where I'm still kind of like, well, what about this? What if we try that? What about this? Is this going to work? Is this something that's viable? And so I'm, yeah. I've am i got it. There's another idea that I kind of wanted to try based upon a video that my daughter had been watching. I'm like, oh, that's kind of interesting. I wonder if I could take that same approach to something else. And I wonder how people would react to that. And so I'm kind of, 
I'm on the cusp of wanting to experiment with a Oops. Uh, that would largely be narration driven mm-hmm. um, and see how, how that works. Uh, and cause I have, I just have this tremendous feeling like if, if it's done the quote unquote right way, yeah. no one else in at least the tech space is doing that. Okay. So I'm like, or in the geek space in the tech geek, you know, that, in that realm, no, no one's really doing that. And I'm like, okay, I have a chance to do something that is easy, that could scale, that, you know, fits the audience that could get engagement. So my, you know, that's where I've kind of been trying, I've been racking my brain trying to do something like that for years and every, you know, I'll try this. No, it doesn't work. I'm like, you know, you're doing it long enough. It just doesn't, it doesn't work. And so you just keep trying and trying and trying and trying in hopes that this is the thing. Okay. If we do this, then, but it does, sometimes you can put the best, you know, I've, I've uploaded videos that by all measurements should have taken off. Right. Hmm. Yeah. I know you built your career around tech. And, and I keep hearing from the advertising space, at least on the podcasting side, that a lot of, um, a lot of advertising, uh, would love to get into tech programs now, which is kind of an interesting twist. Um, but yet at the same time, you know, tech doesn't appear to be like at the top 10 of the most popular genres, right? So it's almost like these niche advertisers are trying to reach kind of a tech audience, but they... Really? But, tech isn't? I yeah. actually kind of surprising me. Lifestyle, I figured, be right up there. Well, it is. I mean, it it's like in below, it's like in the 15th place or 12th or 15th place, one, one of the two of the most um, sought after um, uh, places well, to advertise. But but it's up there, right? It's still a popular place, but, but you've dabbled in lifestyle stuff as well as tech. Um, and it's just interesting kind of how that, I mean, I do a lot of tech with podcasting and things like that yeah, myself. But, yeah. yeah. I, I believe that you've got, if you're talking sponsors, right? Yeah. I believe you're better off. Okay. If I'm doing tech stuff, I'm better off finding, and I'm just going to say, I'm better off partnering with Lego or partnering with Pepsi yeah. or partnering with, you know, uh, Oscar Meyer, like something that's not technology related uh, in, in any way, shape or form, but that's mm-hmm. not always a direct leap. Um, because there are people, you know, who are into tech, but they also need to right. eat and, or, you know, right. they also need, you know, these solutions. And I, 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 uh, as long as that makes sense, it makes sense. I, and I know not, not that it's a running gag, but like on podcast, the mattress companies went hog wild. I'm like, okay. Casper mattresses. Yeah. And, I mean, right? and, yeah. and it's great, but like anytime someone approaches me, well, you know, uh, you know, you can, you can advertise us and we'll pay you X per bounty. Right. And I'm like, mm, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Because the problem is here, here's that scenario. I talk about a mattress, right? Whatever one, I couldn't even tell you what we're using now. Um, it was one of those inflatable, not inflatable ones that the foam that they had sent, not tied to an affiliate program. Um, they just wanted content done. That was great. Uh, but I could talk about it for a year and make one sale if those people, those hundred thousand, however many people listen to that, that show over the period of time going, you know, I need to get a mattress. I'm going to go, go get, go get over here. And if I don't get credit for that sale or credit for that branding or credit yeah. for giving them that attention, that's where I, I'm like, yeah, it doesn't, it, it doesn't, it doesn't fly with me. I'm willing to do stuff for like free product. Right. I'm like, yeah, it's yeah. fine. Like, I don't think it's going to get, you know, do much like, 
someone, a company had emailed about um, phone cases for a phone that's not even released yet. I'm like, yeah, that's, it's not out yet. Uh, right. They said, yeah, it's fine, but you know, we can send it over. I'm like, okay, that's great. Yeah, let's, we can do that. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's. It's all about the, the pre-sale. Yeah. So um, no, no BS catfishing wrote a comment. Uh, what's this show about? And are we learning something? Um, I, I mean, it's, I think part of the challenge that this show has is trying to trying to diagnose what's going on with the with the content creator community and and how how it can be a very frustrating place to to be and and trying to dissect it and trying to understand it um, even from folks that are as longstanding and experienced as both Chris and I have um, you know it's a it's a humbling space and and I guess it. For me, it really gets back to expectations. I mean, what is your expectation that you have in creating content? And I keep telling people um, on my other shows that, that I do that really um, having a, a monetization first kind of approach to this has not always proven to be the best way to go. So, and I think when we talk about, you know, monetization and creating content on, online as our kind of our primary end goal um, is probably doing a little bit of a disservice because it's, it's not so much about that. Um, it can be at some point, but it doesn't always end like that. And what do you think about that, Chris? I, yeah, I mean, there's, there's the moment I sit there and say, don't do this, then someone does it and it works for them. That is, so I'm very careful. Uh, I, I think focusing on what it is you want to accomplish is, is never going to hurt you. Um, and being, um, open to change without losing what makes it interesting is mm -hmm. also a challenge, especially as more and more people, um, might latch on to what it is that you're doing, making any kind of change at that point could be, you know, a tremendous challenge. So, you know, it's a double-edged sword. Unfortunately, uh, yeah. I don't think it's a bad idea to think how you're going to pay for it because it's time, right? It's effort, it's energy, and there's value, right? Mm -hmm. it, it, that is very important. One of our, uh, you know, the goals for Maker Deck was, yeah, we got ad revenue that's coming in. It's it, it definitely helps sustain it. Uh, finding, you know, a partner or sponsor in, in Streamyard yeah. was the that that was the the ultimate plan. Like, look, we've got people that are makers that are using this. They're they're obviously mm -hmm. very comfortable with live video, uh, maybe even streaming in their own channel. L always looking for the newest technologies to make stuff with. And look, we're we're making with uh, Streamyard in a way that that it's not necessarily a. Um, um, let me put it this way, Streamyard. I we're not Streamyards. We're probably one of best. It was Streamyard's best way of showcasing its technology to the point of like, what uh, is it? Hang on, if I get that handle correctly, uh, Shefire said my laptop lost power during live. Live audience hung in there, popped back in quickly without losing the stream. That's a benefit, right? And when you realize that, you know, that technology affords you latitude, it's a big win. And you can, but getting people to use it sometimes is the biggest hurdle. So we solved that problem with MakerDeck. Because in order to use, in order to join with your 3D printer, if in order to join MakerDeck, you have to use StreamYard. So then you actually, instead of just, you know, da not downloading it, but instead of trying it on your own, which you, you're going to do, and there may be, uh, you know, other available options, we actually get people to use it. And we're, we obviously right. have people watching it for sure, 24-7, no doubt about that. But it's getting people to actually use it uh, that I think in attracting the hundreds upon hundreds of people 
if not thousands of people to use it and register to use it um, has been, a, a, I think, a huge win to be able to showcase yeah. by use uh, the, the, the underlying technology that is uh, StreamYard to power MakerDeck, at least, what we're doing yeah. with it. Yeah, and Christopher has a good comment, too, that really gets back to what I was just saying about you know his why of being a content creator is for being a part of the education space and trying to make a difference. And, and oftentimes our careers and our, our past and our, our lives, um, if we can help others and we can contribute to other people's education, we can really make a difference in the world. That is, is a, could be a strong return on our investment of time and doing some of this stuff too. So I think that that is something to consider too. It depends on what your goals are. depends on what your mission is. If your expectations are to be like a, like a Mr. Beast in, you know, a month, uh, it's probably not realistic to achieve that. So, you know, and consistency is important. I don't know, Chris, I mean, is there any feeling that you have on, on, on that about, I know you've invested a lot of time over the years creating content and, and I think you did have an expectation that there was going to be some revenue that came from that. It may not have matched your expectations. Do you think that's, that's an issue that we should be concerned about? I don't know if it's an issue. I mean, it's, it, there's, there, there's a, maybe it's a bigger pie, but like I said before, scarcity yeah. is not a model anymore. Right. Like you, you get, you may get a chunk of pie, but it's going to be a sliver so you can't, don't expect, right. don't expect this to be what it was 20 years ago. That's the bottom line. Well, and even back then it, it, it was difficult yeah. because there wasn't a lot of um, yeah. advertising money. That's what I'm saying. What used to be easy is now difficult. What used to be difficult is now easy. So yeah. that's the Delta we crossed at some point in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, there's a lot more people doing it now. Uh, I, I, I think a lot more genres of content are saturated with content right now. Yep, and yep. there's some terrific um, content creators out, out there, but that doesn't mean that you can't get out there and carve a niche for yourself. Now it just may take a little longer and have more commitment to personal development and also um, just more aggressive marketing, I guess is part yep. of it too, yep. um, to try and stand out. But even then there's, even if you do all the right things, even if you check all the boxes, that doesn't mean anything anymore. It just doesn't not even close. Yeah. So I think that there's always been a factor of luck when it comes to this stuff too. I mean, it's back even, even when I was back doing my nationally syndicated radio show, I did it for seven years. Uh, I think that there is um, a certain amount of luck and also being at the right place at the right time that, that has a factor in this and you, start moving down a direction and then you start building your relevancy on a particular topic area and your influence and your reach starts to, it, it goes through fits and starts. It's not like something that just happens, you know, from day one, Yep. it'll go like for months with very small growth. And then all of a sudden you'll have one thing that hits right. And it, and it causes a burst in your audience or potentially that, that, happen, could, that could be right? good or bad. I mean, you know, you, you don't want, you don't want spikes. You want uh, um, uh, to be sustained, right? It's not about going viral, right? That doesn't, and then you're back to normal. Like that didn't do anything. Yeah. Didn't do anything. You right. want you want to sustain. That's if there was a goal between the two, sustain. I would mm-hmm. much rather have something that is far more predictable. 
than something that's yeah. haphazard scattershot. Well, especially if you're trying to build something that would be more, more akin to like your own business or having steady revenue coming in. I, sure. I do think a lot of people have been laid off from their, their, their work and their jobs. And there's a, it, there's a desire to create a second income or a side hustle or build their, their own company. And, and increasingly people are thinking about being a content creator now. Cause yep. I mean, it is a, good time to be a content creator right now. And I do think that there's opportunities there, but like you say, Chris, I mean, it's, I think we have to be honest about it and say that it's not, it's not an easy road. No, and I think not. that that's, that's something that all of us need to consider in our path and, and where our passions are and where our skills are too. Yeah, right? it's true. So, so anyway, um, so we have had a few questions here and I think we can probably, in a few minutes here, we can um, start to wrap it up and do our drawing and our giveaway um, on the the swag from from Streamyard. And if you're you're wanting to keep up with what's happening with uh, with Streamyard, here let, let me share a link to a a website that's out there to support Streamyard. It's uh, new.streamyard.com, and it basically is kept up to date with the latest new features of the platform. Um, so as we, like over the last couple of weeks, we rolled out, you know, support for Instagram and, and Twitter comments and things like that. Um, so that's the place to go to get the latest updates on what the platform is capable of doing. And I think it's a terrific thing. And if you, if you're not currently a, a StreamYard user and you're interested in using this technology to create a show or do something for your company, um, you can certainly go to streamyard.com slash Rob G and get a, get a free trial and, and get on board and start doing this yourself. So I, I've, I really enjoyed doing, it. I've spent most of my career as an audio podcaster, but um, doing this live, live on the video side is exciting. I mean, I came out of radio and, and so live is something I've always enjoyed and, and have had a good time doing it. Um, but um, Chris, I mean, are you, actually doing any um audio podcasting currently no, today or it's no. still all on the video side yeah okay. video yeah i and mean audio is fine but it's not i i never was able to crack that nut even when i tried doing it live years ago yeah it's fun, I, but it's just it's it takes it's just it's a different it's just different yeah and it's it's not something i i've always felt and we've known each other a long time and have gotten together many times to talk about it. And I think your, your passion has always been around the video side because of your, your talent and your, your ability to entertain and, and bring energy on a visual scale, um, which is each one of us have our, our skills. Mine isn't so much on the visual side. It's more could be on the audio side and, right. and you can be more creative on that. And that's, what's really interesting about what's happening with the convergence and support uh, podcasting within YouTube is that it's causing a lot of consternation in the podcasting industry because the industry wants to think of themselves as compelling audio, you know, and this whole video thing is kind of like saying, Oh, we can't really call video in, in YouTube a podcast. Um, so there's a conflict there. I guess I wouldn't be so hung up on, on what to call it. it just take it for what it is. Well, okay. you, I, you were at the, the podcast dinner 
back in, what was it, 2005 up in yeah. Seattle, because yeah. we both uh, we used to live in Seattle. And I know back at that time, the podcast community in the very early days, like in the 2004 to 2005, didn't really like the name podcast. Um, but it's like, ultimately, yeah. the way I look at it is like, hey, are people I mean, listening? Great. Are they, where are they listening? Yeah. Over there? Great. That's where, I mean, that was the whole gamble of YouTube. Like, well, we can do, do your podcast, then you own your content. That makes sense. But if no one's listening, or if you can get a thousand people who don't know who you are tuned right. into you, had I not done what I did with YouTube, I don't know where I'd be. I really don't. Not to say that YouTube has necessarily worked for me in, in the later years, but in that is, you know, again, success is a, you know, long winding path that just twists and turns. So yeah, um, it's a challenge, always a challenge, but I don't, I try not to get hung up on the, the terminology. Uh, yeah. That's not my focus. Yeah. And I think the industry has had a, a, a love hate relationship with that term. But the honest truth is, is that none, nobody ever, ever had a better name. Yeah. That's <laughs> so the thing. It's almost it, like, it, it's I don't like it, but it's I don't have any other ideas. <laughs> so right. it is what it is. Yeah. It's, it's audio on demand. That's actually better. Right. <laughs> you call me, call me anything you want. Just not late for dinner. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, let's, um, let's, give away the the swag so this uh the sweatshirt and a uh, Streamyard mug so let me do a pull up the screen share and and so get in the um the comments and type in the hashtag the yard and it, it'll be great to have you in there i think we're up to like 40 entries now so uh I'll give you another couple of minutes to jump in there and add your name to it. And please stick around. And cause I'm going to ask you for um, an email um, to the winner to send to my email address. And let me pull that up here so you can see that as well. And um, I believe it's right here. Yeah. So this is the email that you'll send your mailing address to, to get your StreamYard merch. So let's go ahead and pull that up on the screen now. And uh, you know, we did strike over the, the hour. Um, so let's, I will pull that into the stage and there we go. And so big drum roll here. We're up to 41 entries. Wow. And, and so let's go ahead and pull the ripcord. And let, like I said, if your username comes up, send me an email uh, to, to the address that's on the screen, um, rob.greenly at gmail.com. And so let's, let's hit the draw button and we'll see. I saw Chris, I, I saw your name in there. What? I, mean, I, didn't, I didn't use a hashtag. Oh, you I did? Yeah, oh, okay. I didn't use a hashtag. No, no. Or, I, I yield anyway. I'd say no. Yeah, or somebody else is using yours, one of the two. Um, Weird. So, a mission fit. You're the winner of the, the StreamYard mug and um, and a StreamYard hoodie uh, like like the one I'm wearing. So, send me your, your address and I'd be happy to get you your, your merch. And thank you so much, everybody, for for joining me um, on on the show today and and, and spending time with uh, with Chris and I, um, and and definitely give me some feedback if you want to um, hear anything specific on, on the show. I can also be found uh, at 
at these addresses too on, on X Twitter at Rob Greenlee. And then I do have a website at robgreenlee.com. And if you want to see more um, from Chris, just go to uh, perillo.com. I believe that redirects over to Twitch, I think. Um, and then it, I, you also have a YouTube channel too, but is there a, any other things that I missed here, Chris? No, that's about it. That, that's it. And if you yeah. want to go to the Twitch channel, it's actually twitch.tv uh, slash MakerDeck. And well, if, you're into, if you're into 3D printing. Yes, if you're into 3D printing, which I'm, you know, it's possible that some folks here might be. But uh, Mission Fit, definitely send me an email to, to rob.greenly at gmail.com and we will get you your merch out to you ASAP. So thank you so much. And, and Chris, thanks for joining me. I know you're out in the, the Seattle area and I appreciate it. I'm on the East coast. So right. I know it's earlier in the day for, for you, but, um, but anyway, it was great to catch up with you and thank you everybody for, for joining us on the show. And I, I appreciate you being here and thank you so much. And maybe what I can do is if there's any um, comments here that we can talk about uh, here, let me bring that up. Uh, uh, Beauty bubble says this conversation has been refreshing. It's always good to to listen to Chris as his um, candor. <laughs> it's yeah, always extraordinary. It's usually pretty dang direct. That's for sure. <laughs> well, you've, you've been through a lot in this medium and it's the same with me. So I fully appreciate your, your candor and definitely, definitely appreciate it. Um, so, so I wish you the most luck. And I also, um, know that recently, I don't know that I mentioned this earlier in the show, but you spent uh, a couple of years working for Intel as well. Mm -hmm. So very briefly four years. Yeah. Doing some evangelism for for them. So, Mm -hmm. so hopefully you'll get your, your next, opportunity at some point and uh and i keep my fingers crossed and i'm i'm doing the same thing myself so it's all right right. well thank you yeah thank you everybody for joining me if i didn't get to your question whatever um thank you for posting it in here and um and i will be back uh next thursday again uh for another episode of this show and um uh can I do a lighting show? Okay. Yeah. I can, I can probably do that. I have my own kind of, kind of lighting here. I don't know. Chris, I got, I have some, but they're just not on. I should have, ah. t- should have turned it on. That's what I should have done. Oh, like, like background lighting, I think is right. maybe what, what he's talking about. Yeah. I right. can change the color of this background just with a remote control. So it's actually, you know, I kind of align it with the branding of the show that I'm doing. So, so anyway, well, thank you so much and have a wonderful evening and and thank you so much, Chris, for uh, for coming in here and and, and joining me. Absolutely, so, thank you. Yeah.